Welcome to Cooper Talk. I'm your host, Steve Cooper. And remember, I'm only as hip as my guest. I have to tell you people, I was so I was in Vegas last week. I was in Vegas for my buddy's wedding, and it was awful. I mean, it was great. It was a fun time, but I can't believe this happened. We were a bunch of us were out by the pool. We were at the Flamingo Pool. Very nice time. But I just, I'm not a big pool guy. So I went in, and I, I go to play some nickel slots or penny slots. Now, I'm not drunk. I didn't drink anything. But this is why I'm pissed off more. And I sit there and I put my sunglasses on and they're prescription sunglasses, prescription Ray-Bans. I've had them for three years. They're like a $400 pair of sunglasses. They're not like $10 pair. And I put them down and then I must have forgot and I left them and I came back and someone stole my prescription sunglasses, which pissed me off because first of all, I have them in a crappy case from the dollar store, okay? Because cases, you know, they get broken. And secondly, it's like they probably opened them and saw them Ray-Bans, but you think they would try them on. These have, they have like a bifocal, a regular focal, they have the progressive. So now some idiot stole my glasses and he can't even use them. And that's what pissed me off. So anyway, that was, uh, that was my trip to Vegas, but it was a blast. My friend JP uh, and Kristen got married. It was a great time and I'm back and it was the lovely Joanne's birthday. And uh, that ties into my guest because yesterday the lovely Joanne had a free Netflix uh, ad uh, coupon for her birthday. So I went to get the Kingsman Secret Service, great movie. And my guest, her movie that she wrote, produced, and starred was right there at Netflix. The movie was Awakened, but we're going to get to that. But my guest is Natalie Byrne. How you doing, Natalie? I'm doing great. How are you? That's so cool, though. It must must make you so happy. I mean, just like that when you go to a red box or that, that you have a movie that you, and it's not like you're just in it. You were so involved in it. It's it's actually really, yeah, it's really refreshing. Um, I never thought I'd have a movie like on Redbox. It's pretty it's pretty awesome, um, and I feel like should I rent it out or not? But I've seen it so many times. You have <laughs> I'm like, to, you know, it'd be funny if you rented it and then actually, someone you know saw what? the picture and they went, "Hey, is that I, you?" No, I just look like her. Who would rent their own movie? Do you know what I did? I, did did you? <laughs> I was like, I gotta support myself. I don't know how many more people do that, but I did the first oh, time. You have to because it's yeah. this thing. Now, now you were born in Russia. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was actually born in Ukraine. Ukraine. Okay. Yes. So now, now as a kid, how did you? get into this path of acting i know you were a ballerina for a while mm-hmm. but but how did this all happen because you know i don't know how the arts are over overseas but here it's thrown in our face at a young age you know you see tv you sit down TV, TV, TV. how did how did this all happen how did your love happen for entertainment well i mean i was definitely thrown into um ballet world my mom was a ballerina and in russia i think ukraine russia i think we're taught um to be either gymnasts or ballerinas from a young age it's almost like uh, you have to go through that school. It developed develops you for the uh, for the adult life, okay. and it become more, I guess, strong and powerful, and have this, you know, determination skill. Well, it probably it probably teaches you great discipline because exactly it, that's exactly what it is. It just teaches you discipline, and then you can you're pretty much um, ready for anything in this world, you know. So I felt like ballet really brought me um, here, even though like um, it's it's a it's a step further to where I am today. And because of the ballet training, like I am who I am today. And uh, my love for acting, like I developed it since I was a kid. I was I would watch movies. My first movie I watched was um, Gone with the Wind. Okay. And I was like, oh my god, I want to be, I want to be that. Um, I want to be on screen. This is amazing. And I told my mom, but she was like, but you can't even talk. So how are you gonna act? <laughs> I was like, well, I guess I'm gonna have to learn. Um, but yeah, that was just. It's a matter of time that I kind of decided to move here to Hollywood and become an actress so you were really gravitated to this field at a very young age absolutely yes and I love the stage and I mean everything that I did when I was a ballerina I, I picked parts where I, I could act not just do like ballet but they were more theatrical and they were more fiery and they were more they had personalities like uh, the black swan instead of the white swan and um, instead of Giselle I would do like Don Quixote or Carmen I really liked expressing myself and 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 like showing my um, my personality through movements and you know the story. So so, so you you did this for a while. You did the ballerina mm-hmm. for a while. So how many years were you a ballerina for? I I started since I was like three until twenty three. I'm not gonna tell you my age now. No, no, no. No, no, <laughs> for but, a long time. But you're tall. No, isn't aren't, aren't ballerinas mm-hmm. shorter? Or did that cause a problem? I saw ballerinas like you gotta be like five eight, five nine. I'm five eight. Yes. Okay. So so that isn't. Is I'm that, tall. Is, yeah. that, is that tall for a ballerina? It's tall for a ballerina. It's tall for being an actress. Yeah. I've noticed I'm tall for being an well, actress. Well, what sucks is most guy actors are five eight. I I, mean, I, I swear to God it's sucks i go in there and they're like okay so you're gonna be like um i did this audition for mechanic 2 with jason statham mechanic resurrection 
and I had a really cool part. Um, but Jason was like, well, he's really short. Right. So um, they didn't book me for a fight with him. Like that character had to fight with him and it was a, it would have probably be uncomfortable for him to fight with me. So um, instead, I got booked for a different part. But you got booked. But I got booked. Yes, exactly. I did. Yeah. So so you're over your your ballerina over in Ukraine. Yes. Now you're, and you're learning. First of all, I am fascinated that you know five different languages. Mm-hmm. Now, is that does that is that schooling in the Ukraine? Did they sit there and go, you've learned, or did you just learn them on your own? Or I mean, because here, but they teach us. You know, when I when I grow up, English. I'm, yeah. <laughs> one half problem is half the people can't speak English. But like when I was in school, and I'm 51, so when I was in high school, mm-hmm. you know, I grew up back east. That you know, they they had Spanish or French, but no one really took it. Now here. It's yeah, have to assimilate because you know mm-hmm. there's so much Spanish spoken in LA. There's so much Armenians. Right. If that's a language, I don't even know. Is that a language? Or yes. Do they speak <laughs> Russian? Or I don't they even speak know. Armenian, but they understand Russian. Okay. Yes. So so did you learn all these languages in school? First of all, what languages are they? You know. Um, I speak fluent French. I speak fluent Russian, um, Spanish, uh, Italian, and English. Now, how do you? I mean, how smart are you? I mean, that's like that's like that's so hard because <laughs> it's, it's Spanish and France and they're all different. I mean, it's like. What what age did you start learning different languages? Um, it was definitely it was a part of in school we had to take uh French and then the English and then uh, because of my ballet I started touring around and just picking up languages because once you know one European language it's much easier for you to um learn others and French was my first so then I kind of picked up Italian and then when I came here I actually studied Spanish at Santa Monica College. So I just wanted to, I because I, like you said, it's like it's almost like the second language here, yes. if not the first. So I wanted to speak Spanish. Now, when you were 11, you went to a ballet school in Moscow? I, uh, yes, Bolshevik Ballet. Okay, so now, and that's a big thing. So was that, what, thing. was that hard for you to go to leave? I mean, you were going away at a young age. Was that very hard for you? It was, it was actually, yeah. The hardest thing was when I was six and my mom took me to this ballet school and I had no potential to be a dancer whatsoever. Um, and uh, they looked at me and they said, well, this girl can't even walk and you want her to dance. And she said, well, that's why I'm bringing her to you. Right. That's exactly the point. I want you to train her. I want her to look like, you know, a normal human being because for some reason I wasn't developed right. I had like uh, a few problems with my leg and they were toned in too much. And that's why my mom was like, okay, ballet is going to help. And um, nobody would just take me. And then that's when I realized, um, I was like, wow, I feel really different and I don't know what to do. And at six, I realized that I got to like, you know, I got to um, step up the game and really understand what my mom want, wants me to do, because otherwise that would be like an ugly duckling all my life. Right. So so you go to Moscow, though, and, yeah. then, and then you end up going to London. Yes. So now what's that like? I mean, you're still you're still young. I mean, that's a lot of travel. I mean, when I was 11, I, think yeah. I had like a paper route. You know, you're sitting there, you're in Moscow and you're in London. And, and was the London where you went to dance? Did, At the Royal it? Ballet. It was the boarding school. My mom totally just you know, kind of left me in school at the Royal Ballet and uh, in a boarding school. And she said, okay, good luck. And um, that was the first time I actually spoke English. And I was 14 and I was like, oh my God, okay, what am I doing now? And um, yeah, it was it was really hard because um, nobody was Russian. I was the first one to get in and uh, it was completely different style of, of even ballet dancing. Like it was what, I was, what I was taught in Moscow was completely different. And I had to completely reteach my body and and um, get used to the environment and the people, and it can be brutal. I mean, ballet is brutal. Well, I heard, I heard it, and I heard it seems like one of those industries. I mean, you think you think acting is backstabbing. Ballet seems like it's a oh, lot no. more backstabbing. It, it is seems... honestly like this is nothing. I know exactly. <laughs> I feel like I'm like, oh my god, this is all right. I'm good. So like people want to sabotage you. Cause oh, it's, they it's... do, they do, they do. Seriously, like for the like, I mean, Black Swan is nothing compared to what's going on. How, did you ever get sabotaged? Did anyone Absolutely. Ever... Like, like what, what? Let's say, how would someone sabotage you? Would like they sit there and like steal your your things or I mean, how they, they stole um ballet shoes they put needles into my costumes um what do you mean needles like they, they they put like yeah they pin they put like different like a little spike um needles into it and then when you put it on you don't feel it but when you start dancing it actually goes into your skin really Those yeah bitches. i know <laughs> they, they actually do that and, and they do that yeah. and that's a young age that's, that's not, a young age that's yeah. not like 22 or 23. No, they, oh, I guess, man. like, I don't know, maybe, like, the parents, like, teach them to be, like, the first, you know what I mean? Because you, you're there, you got to be the best, and if you're not, you, you're you going to be thrown out, that's it. So now, now, there, though, you also learned to start to choreograph, right? Exactly, yes. Now, did you, when you were dancing, when you started dancing, did you ever think that you would um learn the art of choreography? Was that something in your mind, or did, were you just, I'm going to dance? Because, I mean, that's a big thing, because, you know, you're, you're, you're 
mapping out how people mm-hmm. dance. It's very hard. It's actually funny, but um, as a choreographer, I feel like I was born with that. I, I, I seriously, I was born with a mind to choreograph, to compose, to, um, to produce and to direct. Like I wasn't born to dance, but um, I acquired that and took that took a lot of like hard work. But as a choreographer, I had this mind already set, like what I'm gonna do. And I don't even choreograph ever things. I just go to sleep, I listen to the music, and I wake up and I have my whole ballet already in my head. So it's just it's like it's like me because it's one like of... a vision that I have, and I it comes during my sleep. It's really funny. Right. So you'll sit there and you'll you'll think of a song mm-hmm. and you'll go to sleep. Yep. And then you'll wake up and you'll know what the dance should be. Yeah, I never go to the studio. I never actually rehearse anything. I go there and I'm like, okay, I have a dance for 36 dancers and I know every single movement for each one of you. So you know, so you, none of this is written down. No. It, it's all, so you yep. sit there, it's like it's like a guitarist when you just pick up a thing and yeah, start playing. Yeah, pretty much. Wow, it's that, like that's... a vision that I have. I've always had it since I was a kid. I started choreographing when I was like four. For right. like for like for like little kids, yeah, on the, like on the backgrounds, like um outside for my grandma and for my parents, like in, in you know, in the garden. Like literally for people. So you you were I mean you 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 had this at a young age. I mean, yeah. And that's why why you went you know into the path you went. Mm-hmm. So so now how long were you in London for? Um, I was in London almost ten years. Okay. Now you were dancing. Yes. And now I mean, what what were some of the things you were choreographing? Um, I choreographed my latest thing I did was called um Stella Ballet, and then we later um I brought it to a Kremlin Palace in Moscow with my company called Safari Dance, and it was a big, big ballet in an hour and a half, and I composed the music as well, and I uh, wrote the ballet, and I choreographed it. And it was actually meant to be for environment environmental festival that I put together, and I had a few really interesting people came to support it, Owen Wilson, uh, Michelle Rodriguez, um, Dolph Lundgren, and they're all supporting this, this cause that I was doing. The ballet was based on the environment and the causes, and... Yeah, yeah, you said you also did the music. So wait, so you're yeah. also a composer. I compose the music. Yes. But now, do you play instruments, or do you? Is I it play just, piano. Okay, but but then you can compose, and you know the different things. Mm-hmm. So now, when did you learn piano? Um, at school, at in Bolshoi Ballet, we had to learn uh, piano as part of our like, um, um, I guess uh, ball- ballerinas. You you have to know the music, and you have to know the choreography, the movement, the counts. You know all that. So. So now you're over there. It's ten years, and mm-hmm. now now when do you start sitting there going, okay, I need to be in Hollywood? Or is was there a certain thing that happened, or did you sit there and say, oh, were you getting tired of ballet? Because it seemed you had a lot going. On. It's mm-hmm. not like it's not like you were a dancer. You were like the head honcho. Like you you choreographed it and you did the music, and it seems like it'd be very very fulfilling. Did you just get bored of it, or I mean, did, what happened? I mean, what made no. you sit there? Um, unfortunately, like a lot of athletes, I got injured twice, uh, really bad on my ankle, um, a torn a torn ligament, and um, that's when I realized. I mean, I could have still gotten back to it, and I was in great shape, but I realized that my body is not gonna like hold this forever. Especially, I think because I'm so tall, it's actually it's not easy. Like you gotta know that your body is way, you know, larger than any other girl, but. Um, so that's how I was like, okay, I got to do something else. I wanted to go into theater and that's how I moved to LA and I went to, um, Lee Strasberg in the actor's studio and I did a lot of theater work. So you had never done any theater? I've over... never done acting before in my life. So now how does a girl who grew up in Ukraine, then went to Russia, then moved to London, which all, you know, I mean, London's a big <laughs> city and you were, you were young at the mm-hmm. time. It's a very scary move for someone to come across, you know, move from Michigan. It's a very scary move to come yeah. to LA. Had you ever been to America before? before um, I visited America when I was like five years old. Okay. I went to Disney World with okay. my parents. Funny enough, I told my dad, I was like, I want to live here. And he was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I'm like, no, no, I'm, I'm serious. I want to be here. So how do you do that? <laughs> That's so cool. That's so cool. So now, how do you sit there and how do you start planning the move? Do you sit there? Do you do research? Do you sit there and go, you know, I'm moving. Did you did you know anybody over here? I mean, it's a, it's so you, you have... You don't. I didn't know anybody. No. You didn't know anybody. Mm-mm. So, so you're 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 young. You're 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 in London, mm-hmm. and you're going. I'm going to move. What what do you do then? How do you how do you plan this move, and how do you actually <laughs> do it? I think uh, when you plan too much, it's not going to happen. Um, so I kind of I just didn't plan enough at the same time. But I was like, I just got to do it, and um, I got injured. Um, I told my mom I was gonna I was gonna be an actress. She was like laughing at me. She's like, okay, whatever. And then she um, accidentally looked at this newspaper um, clipping um, on on a tube, a tube station, and she looked at it, and it was like a, an audition for this um, like for the school for American Academy of Dramatic Arts at the time. And she's like, "Well, they're holding auditions here in London. Do you want to try it, uh, try it out and see if you can do the summer school?" 
And I did. And I memorized um, Chekhov, the seagull, and um, Shakespeare, um, a good piece from Shakespeare uh, play, and um, Much to Do About Nothing. And um, I was like, okay, I'm going to try out. Let's see what happens. And I got a coach from, actually from RADA, from um, Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts in, in, in London. And she said that I would be good in Hollywood. She said, you're not meant to be here in London um, as an actress. You have to go to Hollywood. Your type, your look, you're international. You're going to do well there. And I was like, okay, well, I guess that's what I'm doing. So I memorized it. I had no idea what I was doing. And she said, well, just be yourself. Do whatever you know what, you know, what, what to do already. And I went to an audition, and I just uh, moved around so much. I don't think anyone has ever moved so much in my like on stage. Oh yeah, I was just like a, while I was talking, I just decided to, I guess, dance and move and and just do what I know best. Well, you that know? makes sense because you you ballerina, you <laughs> exactly. go around. Exactly. So. so I was like all over the place, and he looked at me and goes, "What? Are you a dancer?" And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> no, I'm an actress. And he goes, okay, okay, whatever. <laughs> so he was like, okay. So he came out, and I was like the first one there. And he came out straight away and, and told my mom, he's like, I don't usually do this. And it was actually Roger Croucher, um, the owner of the school. And he was like, I'm substituting somebody because they're, they're not here to, to hold the auditions. But um, I, I'm going to let you know in advance that we're taking your daughter. And that's it. And that's how I moved. I moved for the summer school. And then I found Lee Strasberg. And so I, I continued my studies at Lee Strasberg Institute in a state. Now, where'd you move to in L.A. when you first moved here? Um, I moved to the same place I'm at right now. Okay. <laughs> I'm in See, West Hollywood. That's good, though, because that's a good area. No, because a lot of times, I mean, it's like, you know, people who, I mean, I've been in L.A. for 15 years, but people have been here for like 20, 25 mm. years. Even me, when I, one of my first places here was in Hollywood, which, you know, was just I was living in San Diego at the time. And I would mm. I have a small city in Hollywood, and it was it was just awful, the area. But mm. at least West Hollywood has always been safe, so yeah, it works. Yeah, exactly. I, I was looking for a safe place. That was my priority. And my mom was like, okay, if I'm going to let you go, you got to be somewhere safe. Yeah, well, that's good. So now, yeah. now you start, you, you start, then you get with the Strasbourg, which is very, did you have to audition for this? Yes. Okay, so now what, what was that like? What did you put together? Did you put a certain piece together, or, or did you, I mean, what did you... Um, I did. It was the piece, um, I actually did, uh, I did another um, part from Chekhov. It was Three Sisters, and um, I came in, I read for them, and um, I knew straight away that that is my school. Um, I guess I can call myself a method actress. Um, I studied different stuff um, at American Academy, Academy of Dramatic Arts, and then I've done other schools on the side and private coaching and stuff, but I really, really enjoy the method and Stanislavski. So that was, uh, as soon as I came in, I was like, this is it, this is where I belong. And my mom, my dad gave me a year. They were like, okay, well, just check it out, see, because you're probably crazy right now. You have to go back to dancing and all that. And I was like, that's okay. I'm going to do something here. So when I moved here, I actually, um, I knew a friend of mine, uh, Will I Am from Black IPs, and he's the one who said, well, you should just choreograph here and do stuff here. Um, and I, I worked with Paul Abdul here, with Nelly, with Mario, with um, Jackson's Five. So, you know, I started doing on the side, I started choreographing and teaching um, dance. Oh, that must be nice. Yeah, you do it on the side. You're going to school. <laughs> oh, and on the side. Oh, oh, you're on the side. Most people, you sit there go, what are you going to say? Oh, I'm, I'm choreographing. If you ask them what on the side, they'll go, oh, like the Burbank, <laughs> Burbank fifth grade, uh, fifth grade ballet class. <laughs> so wait, so you're, you're, you're going to acting school, mm -hmm. but you're choreographing for Nelly, the Jackson Five, Paul Abdul, like yeah. major stars. And now, now yeah. how, did, how did you know Will I am? Um, I actually met Will in London. He um, he was at, I had my birthday party and he was at the same place and um, we just we got along straight away and I've known him since since I'm 17 years old. Okay, for so a long time. So he really helped you. I mean, he, he was, really he was did. Very, So now you're doing the choreography. Now at any point, I mean, you would think once again you're doing the choreography on the side and you're successful at it. Mm -hmm. And there's always the thing in, in any anything in life. Where if something is working and you're successful, you know, it's very scary to go to something because acting is a complete crash. Exactly. And you have something. And if you leave that, it's not like they're going to sit there and go, okay, we're going to wait till Natalie comes back. Right. You're, no, they were It's going to be gone. So, so you decide, though, you, when you graduate, you decide when do you stop the choreographing, decide to go full blown on the acting. Um, I decided that when I... Um accidentally uh, became a working finalist at the actor's studio. Okay. Um, Which I, is what? What is that? It's it's basically, it's it's a school and, and the company, um, they have one here and one, one in Los Angeles, one in New York, yes. It's very prestigious. It's run by Al Pacino, um, Alec Baldwin in New York, uh, Mark Landell and Mark Riddell here. And they're the moderators. And it's, it's, it's great because a lot of uh, famous actors go there and they're members and they just perform little um, you know, uh, plays 
for uh, for other members and then gets judged and it's it's great because you work with already working actors and you know how to um how to use the stage in in a real way you know what i mean so um so that's when when i got in accidentally because i had no idea what i was auditioning for a friend of mine from lee strasberg said hey can you um come with me and do a scene um and i was like from the dutchman um it's a great play and i was like sure yeah yeah and we were preparing and and um my teacher at the time mark marno from the lee strasberg who's not there anymore um who taught everybody i mean he was uh, he was a friend with lee strasberg he was he's an old timer he was amazing and he was like okay well uh, you picked a wrong you know actress to be with uh, he told my partner and uh, he said why and he was like well because she's gonna move so much that no one is gonna see you she just can't stop moving she's all over so the place you're still moving i'm still freaking okay. moving i'm still moving <laughs> i'm working on it like everybody tells me to sit on my hands i'm still moving um but yeah and, and he was like no no no, we're gonna do great it's gonna be great and he still didn't tell me what it was for i guess he was like no nah, it's not a big deal it's tiny because he thought maybe i'm gonna i don't know get scared and not do it and so i go to the audition and we're doing something and then i can hear like voices in the background in the darkness and that's when i realized it was like martin landau talking to me and i was like what where am i like what's going on here and uh yeah later on he said this is the actor student i was like are you kidding me why didn't you tell me and of course, like, uh, because I had no idea what I was auditioning for. I was just being me. I didn't care in the world. Exactly. Um, I got in and he didn't. So that was kind of sad. And I wasn't even auditioning. That's the thing. Like, it, I wasn't on the list. And they said, well, we want to take this girl, but we're not taking the guy. And I was like, I'm so sorry. So you get in. Yeah, I get in and I just study there. And that's when I realized I got to pursue my acting like in, you know, 100%. I want to get back it up. I want to. I want to talk about the movie right now. We'll get back to your mm-hmm. career because you know the movie is Awakened. Yes. And it's got some. You've been in some festivals. Exactly. And now you wrote it, and there's some other writers involved, and mm-hmm. you produced it, I believe. Yes. And you starred in it. Yes. And it has a very good cast. Yes. Now. I sang the song in it too. You sang a song in it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I do. I do. I do a little radio show, and this girl, this girl's doing everything. I, I, I have to get up and get. You know, my, my prepare for my interview, and she's like, oh, yeah, and she, and she probably dances, and she probably choreographed it, you know, she probably did the craft service in it, you know. <laughs> you know what, I think I <laughs> no, did, no. I think I did it, well, I actually did, yes. Well, I want to get back to your acting, but I, I want to get how you, how this movie came about, I and mean, how did you sit there, and, and what was the whole process? I know you were in Expendables 3, mm-hmm. and then you were, you were so you, you were acting, you were getting work, mm-hmm. and weren't you, weren't, weren't you just in Turkey shooting something? I, I was, yeah. Yes. I, I, I hit you a message a while ago, and you said, you're, I was in Chile first, and then I was in Turkey. I just shot a movie called um, "The Ghost of Garib in Turkey. Yes. Well, now how now how did the the movie how did this movie start? Did you have I mean, you brought it's it's your project from mm-hmm. Brown. Now no, you're acting and you're in different stuff, but it, you're not a household name. Mm-mm. You're you know and you're it's like all oh, you're on the grind. You got to work. You got to do you know you you're acting. You know it's it's like anything. You know everyone there's always when you want a project going, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard to push. Now, how did you sit there? And because it's fascinating that you sat there and got this whole movie together. How did it all, where did the whole idea come from? And I want to know the process of where, and you got good stars. I mean, you got Vinny Jones, you got Daryl Hannah. They're, mm-hmm. they're household names. I mean, yeah. Daryl Hannah was in Splash for Christ's sake. Yeah. And uh, so how did you sit there and, and a whole, how did the whole process start? And what made you sit there and go, I can produce a feature, not a short, a feature. How did it all start? Um, I started with a short. I produced a short called Fallen Angel, and um, I went to school uh, to UCLA to study producing because I really wanted to understand the, um, the paperwork behind it. I didn't want to be just the producer and talk. You know, I mean, a lot of people here in LA, unfortunately, do that. Um, I really wanted to understand everything from scratch because I knew if I don't do it from the beginning to the end, I, I will miss something out. Um, so I studied and then I was like, okay, my next step, I want to open my production company, Seven Heaven Productions. And now, how, how did you get the name for your production company? <laughs> um, I and what's wanted, it called again? Seven Heaven Productions. Okay. Now, how, how did you get that name? I wanted my movies to be some magical on Seventh Heaven type of... Well, that's good though. I don't know, like spiritual and free and, and, and heavenly. That that's was, good, that though. was you, it. You know what my production company is called? No, what is it? Creative Stupidity. Seven really? Heaven, seven, <laughs> no, I'm not lying. I'm not, I'm not lying. Oh, you're not. Because that's okay. my writing is creative nice. and it's stupid. But Seven Heaven is nice. So suddenly you start your production company. Yes. And then so now, then what do you do? Um. Then I was like, okay, I got to do my movie, my my first feature. And I got this uh, screenplay. A friend of mine gave it to me. And I was like, I, I didn't even think about writing. So he gives it to me. And it's a horror movie. He goes, this will sell. This will be great. Because I found investors before I even found the project. Now, how did you find it? How do you go? How does someone go about finding investors? I actually have 
um, that that that's ballet. Like it helped me because I did a lot of uh, ballet um, stuff in in back in, in Europe, and uh, my investors supported me. Okay. So I came to them and I said, "Look, I'm doing something else. This is going to be big. This is going to be bigger, and it's a movie, and I'd like your support." And so you know, one of them actually decided to help me, and he said, "Yeah, trust you. Let's do it." So it came from you know from knowing me for years already. So you had the backing. So that 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 takes a big. It's a huge thing. Yeah. If you don't have that, don't do not do the movie. So, yeah. So that so that pressure's gone. That stress, mm. which is probably the highest stress yeah. part, is getting. I think everyone is a screenplay, but yeah. You know, if you don't, so you have the money. I have the money. I have no screenplay. Okay. Now you, but then someone gives you a horror movie. Some someone gives me a horror movie, and I read it, and I was like, this is shit and i was like i gotta rewrite it but i have no time and i literally um told my investor i'm going into pre-production in like two weeks and i have no script so so you you okay so you you're going to go in pre-production you have the money Mm -hmm. you have a crappy script i have a crappy script (laughs) and but you're still you're still going for it you're you're going going forward forward. that's that's, that's very admirable because a lot of times people you know people him and haul out here no so so you sit there so now now are you losing sleep because you have no oh, script? Oh, I am. I am. You have no script. That's I a whole no movie. Script. No, and I keep telling them, like, the investors call me. He's like, so what is it about? And I'm like, oh, it's great. It's great. It's this uh, it's this girl, you know, um, looking for another girl. And, um, oh, uh, hold on. My phone is, uh, yeah, my phone is, sorry, um, hanging up. I can't, I can't hear you. Hello, hello. And then I'm like, oh, my God, I got to go call him back. I got to tell him something. And, um, yeah, I just started researching. And all of a sudden, I see, again, a newspaper like my mom always does, and I see a newspaper and I read this article um, about um, a boy who woke up in China and um, his eyes were missing. So, yeah, and he was just in the middle of the street and nobody knew what happened. And uh, that's what made me, like, do more research on the black market and stuff. And, um, like, organ thieves. I was like, this is crazy. I can't believe this is happening. And I did more research and there was a situation in Russia that were happening like nowadays and there are people so many people around the world just go missing so, so that's, this, this really happens a lot this is this is something that we should yes. that we should worry about exactly and okay. most people don't even know the numbers and what happens and, and their what, organizations what, and stuff. i mean what are the i mean how is it is it a big person i mean does it two happen? million people two million people per year yeah go missing and you don't even know why okay so it's like i mean that's the, that's the whole point like you don't know whether it's because of the back market or what happens and it's just it's such a broad um uh, topic that people don't really research enough on it and there are people go missing from jail um from prisons and and uh during um you know like the boys w- we sent to uh to the army some some of them go missing we don't even know why as well so it happens nowadays and it's just it's yeah it's, it's really terrifying and that's what made me realize i gotta do something i gotta write something that that is coming from that ground so now you look at the paper, you see this article. Now, now, ha- had you done any movie writing before? No, I've okay. never written a movie. No. So, and it's it's. it's but I knew I was like, this is it. This is what I got to do. This. I don't have any other choice. So you have two weeks. You got you're on a deadline. So do you just yeah. do you just start. Do you go buy final draft and start hitting? It out, <laughs> I was or? like, I don't even know what final draft yeah. is, but I got to find out right now, like really fast. <laughs> Talking about pressure, like learning everything on spot. I was like, what's what's final draft? Okay, okay. Which one is it? Oh, it's the fifth. It's the sixth. What? Who cares? Exactly. Who they, cares? You don't know this. If you just give me something, I can write the damn exactly. screenplay. So, so you sit there and now you basically have to. Did you keep any of the original script, or did you change a lot of it? I changed everything, absolutely everything. I said thank you to my friend, and I was like, this is not what I'm looking for. I need completely something different. I need an action because I wanted to do fighting in it, and I wanted to showcase my abilities, and I wanted something that had heart in it, and I wanted thriller, and I wanted still, you know, uh, you know, the horror elements of it, which is the facts and the story, the story, which you know I've researched, and it's real. That's the horror part about it. So that's why I was like, okay, this is going to be completely brand new. It's uh, I'm going to write a treatment, then synopsis, and then, uh, you know, 10 pages, 20 pages. And then I brought other um, writers on board, and we all worked together. Now, now you said about the fight scenes. Mm-hmm. Now, now, when did you start fighting? And when did, I mean, when did you start? Because I, I was, I, I, I've seen, I was in a really bad movie years ago, and I got, I got beat up by a drag queen. I'm not, really? I'm not proud to say, yeah, it was, it was the, it was the killer drag queen. Oh, wow. It was, it was. <laughs> I it was and there's Alexis Arquette was in it. There's some people and it was it mm-hmm. was it was a cult classic. Mm-hmm. And the fight scenes for me it was just basically the the, the guy got kicked, you know, in the privates right. and thank God they That was like, it. <laughs> you, you, you missed the angle. But now but with a movie like yours it's huge fight scenes. Mm-hmm. Now now had you done fight scenes before, had you choreographed fight scenes before? Because I know the choreographing of a fight machine must be very close to choreographing of a dance because there's a lot of 
movement had you yeah. had you choreographed any fights before you did this i've never choreographed fights before but i've done fighting as soon as i moved here um to la and i went to the strasburg one of the classes that i took was with uh, benny the jet um and he was uh he was he was my trainer and he played my dad in the movie okay yeah so i've trained with him for with him for like many years and um first i've done some fight like film fighting then i did some kickboxing then jujitsu and wire work and um, falls, high falls, and a lot of like swords, knife fighting, quite a few so things. So you were, you were prepared for the fights? I was you. prepared, yes. That's why I wanted to do an action movie. Okay. I wanted to do the, like everything myself. Good. I didn't have a double or anything. So we have, we have, we have the financing in place. Mm-hmm. We have the script in place. <laughs> yes. That you've turned and you, you brought other writers in, which mm-hmm. is good, so that, but you know what's going on. Your hand's still in it, but of course you're going to turn it over to the people who are the writers because you know, exactly. you sit there and go, okay. So now you have the script. You have this. One day before shooting, we got the script. <laughs> but how long? One day before okay. shooting. <laughs> no, no, before shooting. But no, no, no. When did you start getting the, I started, the, the I started, director and the actors? How did that happen? I started getting... Uh, the director was actually um, who came on board and helped me rewrite the script. So uh, I had the production company that I hired to help me produce the film. That was Archstone uh, Pictures. And um, they came in to help the, to rewrite. And then they brought their own director, which was Mark Atkins. And Mark helped me again with, you know, some scenes. And when I, st- when I wrote originally the screen, the, the screenplay, I wasn't going to play the lead. I, you weren't? No. I realized, oh, I did enough research to understand that my name is not going to sell internationally. And I was like, how am I going to make my, my money back from my investors? That was my, my priority. I was like, I don't care like what it takes, but I got to get the money back because I want to shoot my movies. And I was like, well, I have no name. I got to get names. And um, I, go on, uh, like, I go away for a week. I got really tired. I went to Switzerland to see my mom. I come back and they rewrote the script and I'm like, okay, what is it? And they're like, no, oh, you're going to love it. Read it. And we have one day before shooting and I, and I read it and I'm like, oh my God, who is the girl? And they're like, you are. I'm like, I play the girl? And they're like, yeah, you play the lead. And I'm like, oh my God, what am I, how am I going to do this? And they're like, well, I don't know. Good luck. And they're like, we think you can do this because it's a lot of action. You're great for it. Well, you know, it's funny. It's, and, and it's true. It's, you know, that's everyone's, everyone's dream is to be, you know, the star. But, yeah. but then also though, you know, because you're behind it, and you said you want your investors, and you said, right. You I was said, a producer. I was like yeah. thinking people, out of like with the producer mind. I was like, I can't do this. This and, is insane. And it must also be crazy because you're sitting there thinking it's a big budget yeah. movie. Now all of a sudden you have to carry that. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, exactly. even though they have a So I mean, were you was? Did you I've go, never carried a movie before. I had no idea if I could. Yeah, well, I mean, and there had to be a lot of some nerves. Were of you course. nervous? So, so, Absolutely. So how do you deal with that? Do you sit there and go, you know what? I'm not going to worry about it. Everything's going smooth so far. Oh, nothing I, I, was going smooth. But no, but, no but, but I mean, you had the money in place. That's I had the money in place. That was the only script. smooth part. Yeah, but you had a script. So, but, so now you sit there, and so they find out you're going to be the star. Mm-hmm. And, and I had no time. Honestly, I was going to rewrite it, but then when I looked at my clock and I was like, we have 24 hours. I am insane to rewrite this. I'm going to do it. Then That's you got to learn it. I can, and I can't memorize anything. You can't. Read I can't memorize anything. <laughs> so no, no, okay. So no, since you can't memorize anything, but you know, you know, I'm I'm going to say something, and then tell me if I'm wrong. But you say you can't memorize anything, but you know what? You choreograph stuff. You can play music. So mm-hmm. you, you're memorizing stuff. You, you've learned, I do. I you do. learned five languages. I you do. Know, people, I can't even remember last week. Okay. I get a line. I can't remember. <laughs> so, so now, so no, but now you have this. So it's the night before you have a script. Now all of a sudden you're going to find you're going to be a star. Mm-hmm. Now, now, did you know who the co-stars were or how did that work? No, it was all on me. They were like, okay, here's you. It's your movie. And I was like, well, who's going to, uh, who's going to you know, uh, put it together? And they're like, well, it's going to be you. So you are the producer. Go ahead and go get names now. And I'm like. Oh my God. Okay. Um, yeah, sure. And I started calling people. I started calling my close friends first. Then I started with, you know, with names I knew, um, the people I've met, um, on other shoots, like I met Robert Davi on the shoot of Expendables 3. And I told him straight away, I was like, I'm doing a movie. I know a lot of people saying they're doing a movie. I'm actually doing a movie. So, and I need you quite soon. So I'm going to call you and it's going to be one offer and, and you have to do it. And that's it. I was pretty frank about it. I was like, it's not a big movie, but you're going to, you know, I'm going to do more stuff with you and I'm going to help you out and you're going to help me. And that's it. And I called him and I said, look, I'm doing it. And it's uh, tomorrow. So I have a movie. That's it. Now, where were you shooting it? We were shooting um, most of it in LA okay, and so we shot the exterior um, in uh, Belize. Okay. But so, so you have the LA, so that it's, it's, yeah. they can wake up if they're not. Oh booked. yes. Yeah, they're yeah. going to say, I mean, what, what, what actors are going to turn down work if they're not working? Everyone's going to act, you know, especially they know you. So, right. so you get Robert Davey. I, I got Robert Davi first. Who's and great. And he, I heard he does a very good, he does a very good uh, Sinatra. No, he he's sings. He's amazing. I heard he's an amazing. He's great. He's great, yes. I've seen always, a lot of his concerts. He's he always, brilliant. He always plays, he's like the perfect guy to be like a, either a, a high-end FBI guy or, or 
someone who's a crook. Right. He's got, that, he's got that perfect. He's got that perfect look. Yeah. So you well, get, he's not an FBI agent in my movie. Right. So, <laughs> so now you get him. Well, I got him. Yes, and and um, then I met his um, his agent, and um, because I had to book him through his agent, of course. And then he said, "Well, I have somebody else for you, maybe." And he said, "Daryl Hannah." And I was like, "This is great." And so um, I have a part for her. And he goes, "What is it?" And I go, "Mr. Mao." And he goes, "It's a it's a male role." And I'm like, "I know. That's the whole point." He's like, "Are you insane?" I'm like, "I think so. This is gonna be great." So I go back to my producer. I said, "I'm going. Um, I'm booking Daryl Hannah for Mr. Mao." And they're like. What is going on here? Are you crazy? And I'm like, yeah, this like, is what I want. I want like, to confuse you, the what audience. Are you, what are you, Tarantino? Come I know. On. And I was like, I want to confuse the audience. I want to do that. This is going to be great. And so, um, yeah. And she read the script and she actually loved that. Okay. She enjoyed that because the the, car- the character is like, it's it's deep. It has a, uh, a sick daughter who is like nine years old. And she's the one who needs a, you know, a different transplant, like a um, heart. And he and and she loved it. She was like, "This is I can you know I can really go deep with this character, and it's not just some action." And yeah, and that's what she related to. And and he called me back. He goes, "Yeah, she loved it. Let's do it." And I was like, "This is it? Oh my god, this is great!" And it usually doesn't happen like this. Honestly. I know, exactly. It's, not, well, you it's got very difficult. It's very difficult. <laughs> I swear to God, it's so difficult to, to get names attached, especially with their like uh you know the the schedules and all that. So I was like, I was excited. I was like, "Wow, this is actually working out." And then I just you know I got um. Uh, Jason London, who I didn't know actually, we booked him through his agent, so luckily he was available. And um, then other names like Michael Perret and Edward Furlan was the last one, and Michael Cooper, my friend. Um, yeah, and uh, David Keith, another another friend of mine. Well, see, and it's a great cast, and I don't know, I don't know if you know this about Michael Perret, but Michael, I grew up in New Jersey, and Michael Perret is in the movie called Eddie and the Cruisers. Yes. And that's like, if you grew up in New Jersey and you're over forty, that's like. Michael follows me on Twitter, and mm-hmm. my friend Brian Herslinger directed mm-hmm. him in something. And I've gone back with Michael while trying to get him on the show. I think he lives in Ventura, though. And uh, he's coming to my screening on Thursday. Oh, sorry, we're at the with their, we're at the Awareness Film Festival, okay. Awakeness, and so we're at the opening night. We'll, we'll, we'll get that at the end. Cause we have to plug <laughs> okay. stuff. So you get all these guys, and and that's a great cast. I mean, mm-hmm. you, that's a really good cast. So now all of a sudden you have this cast, but mm-hmm. but you're the lead. Now you have all these people who have this amazing. I mean, I mean, you know. Daryl Hannah, uh, yeah. you know, Vinnie Jones was in it, I believe. Vinnie Jones, yes. Exactly. You know, Michael Perret, mm-hmm. Keith, uh, you know, yeah, so you have this great cast, but you're the lead. Yeah. Now, th- now that has to be a little bit intimidating because, you know. It was so intimidating. Because these honestly, are stomping Yeah, stuff. I know. They've they've seen sets. I was like, oh my God, I got to carry this movie. Not them, me. And I have to like make sure that they somehow fall on me. And honestly, I wasn't even thinking about it until I was on set because I was like, I knew that I had to surround myself with great names. That's the only way how I can protect myself. And the movie and my investors, I was like, I gotta get as many names as possible, otherwise I can't sell this. And that's why I was like, I was going about like getting names, 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 names. and to support myself. You know, I thought, well, if I'm gonna do a shit job as an actress, then at least uh, you know the the fans will be looking at Vinnie Jones and Daryl Hannah and right. everybody else. So I was like, they're they're just gonna like you know destroy me, but who cares? At least I'll I'll still sell the movie. And uh, yeah, I just took a chance and I came back. I was like, okay, I got the cast. Now let's act. And then as, as soon as I was on set, I was like, oh boy, this is crazy. I can't believe I'm doing this. Now, how long was your projected shoot for? How many days did you plan to shoot the movie? We shot 18 days. And was that your plan or did you go over? Did you go under? We uh, we did three days of pickup, but um, we didn't go over the budget. I was like, it was very, I was very strict and I used a lot of my friend's help. And uh, even like in, by the end, we had such a great family. Honestly, we got together um, and all the actors became so friendly that they never even went to their trailers. They they just okay. hang out in the house. We shot in this house in the mansion, Beverly Hills, and they just stayed in the house. They were they were all like really friendly. And uh, by the end of the shoot, like everybody was doing everything, the catering, the the like. I mean, Jason London helped me with lights and stuff. Like whenever I didn't have the guy who was late, and sometimes you know you have problems, and and they're just like they really wanted this movie to be done, and that's why it's doing so well. I think it's because of their like help. So you get it done. You get done all the shooting. Mm-hmm. Now you have the responsibility of <laughs> editing and I, all that. Yeah. Now you're not an editor, but did you I edit? did. I okay. did. I edited. I, I stayed in that room for like a month at least. Now, yes. now, now, did you just edit off of instinct? How did you sit there and figure out? I mean, because you, you have, I mean, I don't know how much footage you shot. How, did you shoot a lot of a footage? A lot, yes. Okay. So now you have to edit. We had, uh, we had second unit director. We had uh, second unit camera. So we had separate, like, two cameras. And you had in your mind what you wanted. Yeah. So so you sat there and you start editing and you edit it and now was there certain scenes that you had to cut because they didn't work even though you wanted to keep them? 
And also, is it harder as as a producer and an actor uh, that you sit there and judge myself? <laughs> yes, exactly. Is there scenes it's, where you sat there hard. and went, you went, man, I kicked ass in this scene. Mm-hmm. However, it doesn't fit. You really have to put your ego to the side. Right. I mean, so how was that? Because you hadn't edited before. No, and and I didn't edit the first uh, cut. The first cut always the director does. Okay. So Mark Atkins um, sent me the the first cut, and he goes, "This is what I have so far." And I looked at it, and I was like, "Where where do you live? Where do you edit?" Because I'm coming over, and he said, "Okay." So I came over, and I literally stayed there for one month, and and uh, we just opened every single scene again, and I wanted to see everything was shot. I didn't want to miss anything out. I wanted to make sure this is as, as good as it gets for you know a low budget um a movie that was shot in 18 days. I wanted it to be great. And um, yeah, and I had to put my ego aside as soon as I saw the takes. I was like, okay, um, I'm not an actress right now. I'm an editor, and I have to think with uh, you know what sells, and that's it. And how many minutes do I keep Daryl Hannah versus to myself, <laughs> you know, and everything else? It was just a matter of um, looking at it as a producer. So you went and you went and I mean, basically, it was an artistic venture, but then you also pulled the artist out mm-hmm. and be a business person, as you yeah. said. You need and you have to think, okay. Sure, I want to be on screen the whole time, mm-hmm. but who's going to play? So now, when did the song you did, when did that come in? You said you did a song. I did a song, Your Cold Awaken, yes. And I actually, um, um, we sold it. It's coming out, a CD coming out November um, November 13th. Um, so, it's, yeah, it's, it's really cool. Like, I, I just, I thought I'm going to record something for it. And um, I was like, well, I'm, I'm going to take a shot at it. Um, never recorded anything before. And uh, the song just matched perfectly for the movie. And luckily, because we had such a great, um, other people came on board that did great sound and, and great music on the movie, um, they decided to release the CD. So so you get the movie done. It's edited. Yes. Now you have this movie. Now I have the movie. And, okay, now. Now where have, do you sell it? <laughs> yeah, you, you, you have backers you have to answer to. And I know there's festivals. And mm-hmm. So, once again, you're, you're new to this. It's not like, you, it's not like no. you're, 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 you're a proven producer because it's something you took and you were yeah. lucky enough, not lucky, but you knew someone, so you, you, you have that and you've gone through all this work. Mm-hmm. And like anything, when you go through a lot of work, you want to bring it to, you want to bring it home. Of course. So you sit there with this movie. Now what do you do? Because it's like, okay, it's, it's is, one thing you have the I movie. Know. That's great. But People if you have that movie, yeah. no People... one's going to see it. No one's going to, then, so what do you do? Because it's, that's, that's like a whole other side of the business and you already did mm-hmm. The song and the producing and the script and the editing and this and this Casting. the craft service <laughs> this you cast you casted it basically yeah, so I now do. what do you do with the final project because it's 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 a, it's a labor of your mm-hmm. love because yeah because no one else would you know you have to love it else mm-hmm. you would have given up so you have this this movie and, and well, it's so, not even like love I just I'm very determined that when I start something I gotta finish it so it doesn't matter how how good it is or not. I mean, for me, it's just a matter of an experience and I did it and I was like, this is, I have to finish it. That's it. I got to sell it. I got to so, sell it to as many places as possible. I got to, I got to showcase, show it to as many festivals as possible. Now, and how do you find out where to sell it? And then there's so many different festivals and yeah. some aren't legit. You know yeah. that there's probably like, there, I mean, you mm-hmm. see there's so many, it's like comedy contests. There's so many and you're like, yeah, there's over know. like uh 200 festivals. Yeah. It's so insane. now, so now you sit there and now where's your first place you take it? You have the movie. You try to sell it first, or you try to get into a festival so people can see it. Because you have some name quality that mm-hmm. there, people will will go see that, or a company will buy that because it has Vinny Jones. I mean, mm-hmm. it has a good good name base. You have other good stars. Mm-hmm. Now, where do you? What's the first place you try to sell it first, or go to the the? the uh, we try to sell it first. Um, the company that I hired uh, to help me produce it, um, Artstone Pictures, they actually offered me a distribution deal straight away. Um, and based on uh, the script that they rewrote and uh, the director that I brought, they already said, "Hey, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna sell it after the movie." So I had a company, I had a sales company already on board, um, so I wasn't worried about that. So the first place they took it to was, uh, you know, Cannes, and uh, you know, we had a poster and everything, and they um, they pitched it to everybody, and. It was tough. The market is really, really tough. That's when I started understanding what sales is. And I went to count myself and I went around and I started to get to know people, started understanding what it is, how much you have to pay, how much you don't have to pay, how you can actually sell straight to the to the, to the the buyers, how you can pre-sell the movie. I never even knew that. So there's a completely different side to that, which I've learned. And it's it's amazing. Like my uh, my goal in the future to perhaps own a distribution company, it's like it's 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 very important to make your own movies and also afterwards know where you are going to sell it. So um, it was tough, but it was sold straight away um, domestic 
to ARK Entertainment. And um, yeah, I was like, okay, well, one thing is done. I have, uh, you know, at least America that's going to see my movie. Now, how well is it going to do? I don't know. I had no idea whether we're going to get picked up for Redbox or um, Netflix or other channels, um, Lifetime and and stuff. So I was like, okay, well, hopefully it's going to do well. And I was just like, you know, I I was like, it's done now. Let's just see what, what happens. And slowly and slowly, because of my hard work and promoting for the like with festivals and and the billboards, we had at least a um, hundred buses in LA. And What's that like? See yourself on a bus? <laughs> that, was, that was pretty. I mean, like you're sitting there, you're driving, and I would always think it'd be funny if, if you're <laughs> if you're next to a bus, or there's someone at the bus stop, and you're at the light, and you're in your car, <laughs> and, and there's a person over the bus, they see you. And in, in LA, mm. it can happen, but they're probably like, "Now, nah, what are the chances?" But how cool is that? So you're on the side of a bus. I mean, I you know what? I didn't see myself on a bus. I wasn't here. I was in Turkey. Remember? Oh yeah. Okay. So when I I haven't even seen it. Like everybody kept sending me a picture saying, "Oh my God, we see you on a bus." And then the other thing is, people don't recognize me for some reason. I'm just like, uh, now that many people see me and say, "Oh my God, you were in that movie." I'm just I'm always different, I guess, which is probably a good thing. I don't know. So I don't know even if I was in the car next to my bus, if people would have known. That'd be cool though. That would have been cool, yeah, or, but I didn't see it. <laughs> or, or, or for the hell of it, for the hell of it, you, yeah. just, you take the bus. Oh, yeah, yeah, take <laughs> the go, bus. Yeah, because we had even like 100 um, uh, posters inside the buses as well. So have a great shot with that. that been you Instagram that shit, it would have blown yeah. up. It would have blown up, yeah. the picture of you. So, okay, so now you, you get the distribution, but now you start going to the festivals. Yes. And now how's it received at the festivals? It was it was actually really really good. I've submitted to a lot of film festivals, and I just I wanted to you know to get my movie out there. For me, it was a matter of just them accepting it and showing it. I just wanted the people to to see it. That's it. That was my goal. I didn't care about anything else. Now, what's it like being in a festival and watching your movie and watching reactions? And it's like anything. There's gonna be good. It's gonna mm-hmm. be bad. Yeah. You, it's nerve wracking. Yeah. That was the hardest part, I mean, honestly. Like watching myself on screen, that's the hardest thing for me. That's when I sweat the most. So, so because you don't, because you just you. I don't know the reaction of people. Yeah. And so now, did you get hurt if you saw a bad reaction, and did you get happy if you saw a good reaction? Because there's anything we can say, don't listen to our critics. But you know what? Yeah. We listen to our critics. I mean, it's just normal. What was that like? You know, I'm 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 actually not very. Um, stuck on saying like my movie is the best movie in the world i'm you know it's a learning process it was my first feature film so i see problems with it myself and if i see it i know you know there are plenty of people who will see it too so i'm not i don't care what people say you know and and you you can't really this is such a hard industry and uh, honestly like the fans and the audience are the ones that are going to say good things and bad things you can't please everyone um in the end it's it's just have you p- pleased yourself? Are you happy with your outcome, with what you've had? And I'm happy with what we did because in the end, you know, my movie's everywhere. And I even won Best Actress Award at Sunscreen Film Festival. Did they give, did they give you an award? They did. So you they got did. To... I actually went on stage and I said some something. I don't even know what. That's when I felt. I was like, oh, my God. Every time I watch this, like, Oscars and stuff, now I know what they feel. I was like, every time I see it, I'm like, what is she talking about? I could do so much better. And yeah, no. <laughs> and I, I, I you're guess, speechless. Yeah, because you're. And so, yeah, I guess that's you're why. Like, that's, thanks, mom. That's why they write it down. I guess you, know, I you think don't so. think about it. But you do not think about it. It's it's hard. Yeah. So now, now, how did it end up in Redbox? How did that happen? Because Redbox, that's cool. I, I love great. Redbox. You can go, and they always have coupons. And people, by the way, here's <laughs> you do. You can, if you sign up for Redbox, you can, you can get a. a there's a. There's. They always send you a rent yeah. one, get one free. So what you do is, you get her movie, Awaken, and then you get another movie. <laughs> and you get it twice. No, because then you, they only have that one copy usually of all those movies. Oh, that's, true, that's true. So, but now you sit there, and then what you do is though, you go on, you get the Redbox app, get that on your phone, and you go into the app, and I think you get a free rental, and you go in, and you can find what kiosk is near you. Like me, I live in Burbank. Yeah. I go, to, I go to the one, the Ralphs, or I, there's a few of me. So what you can do is you get the thing, you get a free rental, and you go in and you reserve Awaken, and then you have it. And then you can go and pick it up, and uh, yeah, that's what you should do. So, so it's in Redbox, and so now that's good. Now yep. you said Thursday. There's a screening Thursday. Thursday, yes. Whoever's listening, they're welcome to come. <laughs> where, where now? Where's the screening at? Uh, the screening is then uh, in um, near the LA Life uh, theaters. Okay, downtown. Downtown, exactly. And uh, yeah, it's it's a awareness film festival. So I'm glad that I, you know, they picked my movie because I mean, originally that's how I started it. I wanted to make an awareness with my film. And uh, they love the topic, they love the story, and um, I'm gonna be there. 
with a few of my um, cast members. Michael Perry will be there, and Jason London, and a few other actors. Um, so yeah, it's, it's going to be a great night. I'm looking forward to and it. And that's so that, and it's awareness is, it's just about aware. What, what are they, what, where is the awareness from? What, I mean, like, how did that festival start? You know, like it's, it's just, it's been running for six years and, uh, they're just picking up movies, uh, with, uh, with an interesting topic and, and something, something that people want to, um, you know, to get attention to. And my movie is definitely the black market and organ thieves. And, um, that's, that was why I wrote it. Yeah. So they, they were very pleased to have it. So you get done with that movie, okay, and now mm-hmm. you've started in the movie. Mm-hmm. So now, how does that affect your career? Because I know you went to Turkey, but how now do people sit there in the industry and probably say, you know what, she she's not going to flake? Because, you know, that's a problem a lot of times. Yeah. Actors or actresses, they flake. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they know you're not going to flake because you, you were involved in all facets of this mm-hmm. movie. They know you probably won't be a jerk on the screen because you've been where the producers exactly. and the director's been. Now, does, did you, does it kick you up? Uh, the, is it easier for you to book or do you have to start auditioning or what happens now? Well, I still audition a lot, especially for bigger things and TV shows. You have to have an agent and a manager. <clears throat> but um, I definitely get offers more now after Awaken and I've shot and produced uh, another four movies after that. So you, um, you've you produced features? I've produced another four features, yes. Okay, so now are you in these or are you just I am in this. Yes, I'm in the feature, features. Yeah, but how long, I, how long ago did you do Awaken? A year ago. So now you've gotten four. You've done I've four. I've done four movies since then. Yes. Now what? What are the genres? Are they all different, or are they? Are you sticking um, to one genre? No, they're all different. I, I shot a movie in Canada, um, comedy uh, called Carla. Uh, then I did a um, couple of horror movies and thrillers, and um, I did uh, um, an action, a drama, and two horror movies. Yes. Now the one in Turkey. Did you? <clears throat> do you have? Not, did you just star in that? I did. Yes. Now, what was that like? I mean, you sit there, all of a sudden you go to Turkey. Now, how do you have time if you're doing all this other stuff? I mean, are they, do you do, do like one movie a month? I mean, and, and I mean, how does that work? Um, it's about, yeah, it's about like that. I have to, I mean, I, I get like at least two weeks to prepare before, um, before I shoot something. Right now I'm off because I'm preparing something really, really big. And um, I opened a new company called Born to Burn and I'm doing some bigger, bigger budget What, what company is it? Born to Burn. Born to Burn? Yes. And is that a production company? It's a production company. And yes. now what kind of pro- project are you going to try to do on that? Um, I'm currently working with Wesley Slimes. We're both producing a film called 59 Rows of Tea. Okay. So it's something that's going to be one of my, well, the biggest thing I've ever done. And I think it's going to be the next uh, Men on Fire. Now, how did, how did you end up getting together with Wesley Snipes? <clears throat> I met him on, on set of Expendables 3. Okay. And so we met, yeah, and he was like, we should work together. And at the time, he didn't really believe in what, what I was doing. And I guess after Awaken, it really did, um, you know, um, I, I gained trust. And, you know, it took a while for, for everybody to see that I can do something. What was it like being on the set of the Expendables 3? Because, I mean, if you're talking about just the box office of all those guys. Mm-hmm. Is through the roof, and even Kelsey Grammer is in it, right? Yeah, yeah and, he, yeah. and he's like a—he's he's a multiple Grammy. I mean, he's anyone. He's, right? he, he's an amazing actor. What was that like? I mean, and how did you get cast in that? Did, I mean, did, did you have to audition? Did someone know of you, or how did that happen? Um, I knew um, I knew um, a few producers on on Expendables three, and at a time I was shooting a movie called Killer Mermaid in um, Serbia in Montenegro, and I was thinking. I found out that they were shooting Expendables in Bulgaria, and I was thinking, oh, that's close. That's not not that's not that's not far at all. Um, so I called the producers and I said, look, I'm, I'm in Serbia. I could be a local hire. Um, can you hire me for something in Expendables 3? They're like, do you, you do know we have 12 men in it and no women. I was like, well, you must have something. I'll be that. <laughs> and they were like, okay, we'll look at it. And then they're like, well, can you fly in? And I was like, yeah, sure. So I checked the flights and it says like six hour flight. And I'm like, wait, what? Um, no, it was a three hour flight, uh, but six hour drive. So in the end, it took me. Okay. Uh, so I was like, "Wow, it's this is not the- <laughs> this is not close at all." Yeah, and I was thinking, "I'm just like around the corner. I can, you know, I'll, I'll be here. I'll be there soon. Don't worry about it." So I go to uh, my director, and I'm like, uh, "I have to go to Bulgaria." And they're like, "I'm sorry, what? You're shooting?" I'm like, "I know. When is the day off?" They said, "You have only have one day off." I'm like, "I'll make it. I'll be back." And so I buy a ticket and I fly for one day to Bulgaria on my day off on Sunday from shooting. Um, literally no sleep. It's just like in and out. And I get there and I'm like, okay, I'm here. And they're like, wow, you are here. And they look at me and they're like, well, I'm sorry. Nobody's here yet to talk to you. So we don't even know. Like Sly's not here. He can't talk to you. Stallone. Um, we'll have to figure it out next week. Can you come back in a week? And I was like, yeah, I'll come back in a week. So I fly back again and I'm like, okay, I'm back. And they're like, okay, I shoot again. And I'm like, when is my day off Sunday? Um, I'm going to Bulgaria again. They're like, what? Okay, whatever. So I fly to Bulgaria again. And, uh, finally, you know, Stallone is there. He says, well, maybe you'll play this 
cool part this uh mel gibson's wife uh you know and you're russian i'm like uh i'll be whatever you want me to be what do you want me to be russian or Russian? i speak russian, five whatever. languages i speak five languages what do you want me to be it's fine and he was like okay let me think about it i'll talk to i'll talk to mel you know and then i was like okay so can you fly him back again and i'm like yeah i'll fly back wow. again so that was my third time flying back and finally they confirmed me because they said well that's cool because mel gibson's wife in real life was russian and they thought that was kind of that's kind of interesting and they booked me and uh, mel didn't know i was russian because they said not to t- not to tell him in the beginning because he doesn't really like that i don't know um but yeah fly back and they tell me okay well we'll fly you back again for for a day of shooting it was a small part but i was like yeah let me know so that was the fourth time i flew back to bulgaria but it was all worth it because every time i flew i met like a different expendable person actor and that was cool because i met antonio banderas first time i flew then i met uh you know uh with the snipes then i met stallone then i met everybody else Dolph Lundgren, who i've worked already in the name of the king too and uh, eventually I met Mel Gibson. Yeah, and, and I'm Dolph, still friends with him. Dolph Lundgren may be one of the only actors that knows more languages than you. Exactly. He yes. knows seven, right? Well, he's definitely smarter than me. Yeah, he's like he's 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 definitely like a doctor. He's got a great like a huge degree in something. Else. It's crazy. Or a lawyer. Yeah. And he's very handsome. And he's very tall. Tall. <laughs> and then see now that finally you met someone who's who's tall. Cause, yeah. Because the yeah. Expendables, a lot of them are short. I know exactly. Stallone's five eight. Very short. Yeah. Is uh, is um. Mel Gibson's but is yeah. Short. Gibson? Yeah. I always thought Mel Gibson was taller. No, he's short. He's taller than than uh, than uh, Stallone. Yes, but not as tall. Yeah. Stallone. That's cool. And then Jason Statham is short, of course. So. So now no. So okay. And so then you shot and then you shot the movie in Turkey. Mm-hmm. And then you shot the movie you said in Chile. In Chile, yes. And they're not at, they're all in post-production now? They're all in post right now, and yes. that was, so We're selling it in Toronto already. That was you producing or just starring in both of them? I was uh, I was co-producing. I was one of the main producers on board, yes. Okay, so now after the Wesley Snipe thing, do you have any other other projects lined up to produce, or is it just something you Oh, yeah, no, no, no. We've got a slate of projects. In fact, I'm thinking like of uh, partnering up with Wesley and actually doing a few more um, of his films and okay. doing like a slate of films but but the first one is 59 rows of teeth it's uh, written by peter eiliff and he's a great great writer he did the original point break and um yeah great script i'm looking forward to doing it well so, if you need if you need a guy on the radio a dj <laughs> or someone who can interview people this is my forte and i do have some awesome. acting credits i was i was in killer Drag i know you told me <laughs> and you can fight uh, so okay so so okay we have a few minutes left so you have that. So now, now, how can people find all about your info? Where can they find out what's going on in your career? Do you do you tweet? Do you Facebook? What do you do? I do everything now. I've been told to you do that. You have to. You have to. You no, have do, to. do you tweet? I do. Yes, I do. Um, it's uh, Natalie um, Byrne, um, 01. And it's B-U-R-N people, not B-Y. Because it's I know, yes. So it's B-U-R-N. Yes, like Byrne. I decided to take that name. It's not even my real name. but How'd you get it? How'd you decide that? Um, I I don't know. I guess I burn inside. Oh, that's, great. that's great. That's great. So so you're Natalie Burn. Yep. Zero one at Twitter. Yes. And do you tweet a lot? Um, I try to. Yes. Are you are you on Instagram? I'm on Instagram. Yes. And are you Natalie Burn one on there? No, I'm Natalie Dash Burn. Natalie Dash Burn. Yes. Just the word dash or the actual dash? The actual dash. Okay, because yes. it could be not dash. I'd be like, why should no. <laughs> And now now or do you have a fan page on Facebook? Facebook, yes, Natalie Burn as well. And now do you have a website? I have a website, nataliburn.com. I, I I didn't find that. I would have looked for that because I, I when I googled, I didn't find that. So, really so now what can they what can they find on the on the website? Um, they can find everything about my future projects, about uh, where Awaken is, and uh, we've got schedule for of um, where it's gonna be playing and stuff, and my future projects and projects in pre production and post production, and of course I receive um, you know scripts. I'm always looking for content to produce, and uh, yeah, a lot of people send me scripts my way, so. Well, I want to thank you for coming on. This is a pleasure. Thank you. And so you really have a very interesting career. You really, you really show, you know, you know, the American dream and the Hollywood dream, which is great. Because you came over and you picked Hollywood's ass. Yeah. So people, check her out. Go follow her on thank Twitter. You. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at Cooper Talk. That's at Cooper Talk. Go to my website, CooperTalk.net. Uh, I have, God, I think it's 416 episodes up there now. Oh wow. And also, you can go if you have a Android tablet or a phone or whatever. Go to the Google Play Store. And you can get the Cooper Talk app. It's free. All my shows go straight to there. If iTunes and Stitcher type in one word, Cooper Talk. You can listen to them. them. There's so many ways to listen to my show. You have to. And send me an email, cooper at coopertalk.net. I always try to respond. And remember my other website, stopthesalt.com, stopthesalt.com. You remember when I got out of the hospital three years ago with my heart problem? This is serious. Really? I, uh, I wrote a cookbook. It's 120 easy recipes. They're all for one. People say they can't cook. I had to change my eating habits completely. And, you know, it's important as we get older, you try to eat healthy. So there's 120 recipes. StopTheSalt.com. They're easy. Basic ingredients. 
basic, no pictures to intimidate you. Now, you can go to uh, Amazon or uh, BarnesandNoble.com and buy it, 10 bucks. Or you can go to StopTheSalt.com, and it's 10 bucks. And I'll autograph it for you, and I'll ship it to you. And you know what? <laughs> Not only, I make more money. You want to give them the money, you want to give me the money. If you have Amazon Prime and you get free shipping, I understand that. So go to StopTheSalt.com. Follow me, at CooperTalk. Remember, keep listening every week. I'm Steve Cooper. I'm only as tip as my guest. Don't forget, drink your water, eat your vegetables, take your vitamins. I will talk to you guys next week.